Shalom Alakim, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you would find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we are looking at this week's Torah Parsha, which is titled Vaira, which means I appeared. Let me start by reading the portion summary from TorahPortions.org. This is what it says. The second reading from the book of Exodus and the 14th reading from the Torah is named Vaira, which means, and I appeared. The title comes from the first words of the second verse of the reading, which says, And I appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as God Almighty. The portion begins with four expressions of redemption whereby God promises to bring Israel out of the Egyptian bondage. The narrative progresses to tell the story of the first seven of the ten plagues that God unleashed on Egypt. And so here's kind of the outline. You have the genealogy of Moses and Aaron. You have Moses and Aaron obey God's commands. You have the miraculous rod of Aaron. You have the first plague of water turned to blood, second plague, frogs, then you have gnats, flies, livestock disease, then boils, then thunder, and hail. And that is what we're going to be covering today. I pray that you'll be blessed, and you'll be strengthened and encouraged, and that this reading would pierce your hearts and cause you to draw closer to God. I'm going to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures today. And I just hope you'll be blessed. God's name is used a lot in the book of Exodus, as you're going to see over and over and over and over. And I think it's just important to know that that's there. And whereas we'll read the Lord, or Jews will read Hashem. And it's it's in my mind, and in my opinion, uh, you're missing so much uh, by, by overlooking that. So we're going to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures today. I do want to just remind us of how last portion ended. So Moses goes to Pharaoh. Pharaoh says, no. And then Moses goes back to God and he says this. He says, And Moshe returned to Jehovah and said, Jehovah, why have you done evil to this people? Why did you send me? You see, because the result of Moses going to Pharaoh was that they got harsher the slavery got harsher. The people were, were treated worse as a result. And Moses says, For ever since I came to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has done evil to this people, and you have not delivered your people at all. And then here's the last verse of the Parsha. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Now see what I do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he is going to let them go, and with a strong hand he is going to drive them out of this land. You see, it's important to note that Pharaoh's heart wasn't necessarily hardened by God right out of the gate, right? He was given an opportunity. It's also important to know that Egypt had judgment coming. It was already due. It was already determined. And I would argue that the hardening of Pharaoh's heart that we're getting ready to read about is part of that judgment that was already predetermined because of their treatment of God's people. If we go back just a few verses in chapter 3, God says this, verse 7, And Jehovah said, I have indeed seen the oppression of my people who are in Mitzrim, that is to say Egypt, 
and have heard their cry because of their slave drivers, for I know their sorrows. And I have come down to deliver them from the hand of the Mistrites, and to bring them up from that land to a good and spacious land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, and to the Hittites, and Amorites, and to the Pezzarites, and to the Hib- and to the Hittites, and the Yebusites. And now see, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Misrites oppress them. And now come, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Mitzrayim. So that judgment has already been determined. And so it's not like God's being cruel by hardening Pharaoh's heart. Oh, if God hadn't hardened his heart, they were already due the judgment. That was already set. This is part of that story. So with that backdrop, let's begin our study this morning. We start with verse 2, chapter 6, and we go all the way through chapter 9. Let's have a look. And Elohim spoke to Moshe and said, I am Jehovah, and I appeared to Abraham, to Yitzhak, and to Jacob as El Shaddai. And by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them. Something interesting to note, and this is, I'm not offering an opinion or anything like that. I'm just making you aware of it. First off, El Shaddai is usually translated God Almighty. So, in the verse here, like if you read it in the King James, let me. it'll say, I appeared as God Almighty and as Jehovah. And King James actually puts the word Jehovah there, to their credit. I was not known to them. But in the Hallelujah Scriptures, they don't end that with a period. They end it with a question mark. And so I'm not arguing over which one of these interpretations is correct. I just think it's interesting the Hallelujah Scriptures thinks that it's not a statement I was not known to them, but it's a question. So it, it would read in the Hallelujah Scriptures, And I appeared to Abraham and to Yitzhak and to Jacob and to, as El Shaddai, God Almighty. And by my name, Jehovah, was I not known to them? Question mark. Verse 4. And I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of the sojournings, in which I have sojourned. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Mitzrites are enslaving, and I have remembered my covenant. Say, therefore, to the children of Israel, I am Jehovah, and I shall bring you out from under the burdens of the Mitzrites, and shall deliver you from their enslaving, and shall redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments." And shall take you as my people, and I shall be your Elohim. And you shall know that I am Jehovah, your Elohim, who is bringing you out from under the burdens of the Mistrites. And I shall bring you into the land which I swore to give Abraham and to Yitzhak and to Jacob, to give it to you as an inheritance. I am Jehovah. And Moshe spoke thus to the children of Israel, but they did not listen to Moshe because of shortness of spirit and from the hard slavery. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Go and speak to Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim, to let the children of Israel go out of his land. And Moshe spoke before Jehovah, saying, The children of Israel have not listened to me, and why would Pharaoh listen to me? For I am of uncircumcised lips. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, 
and gave them a command for the children of Israel and for the Pharaoh's sovereign Mitzrayim to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Mitzrayim. These are the heads of their father's houses. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, Hanak, Palu, Hestron, Carmi. These are the clans of Reuben. And the sons of Shimeon, Yemuel, Yamin, Ohad, and Yachin, and Sohor, and Shaul, the son of the Canaanite woman. These are the clans of Shimeon. These are the names of the sons of Levi according to their generations, Gerashon, Kahath, and Mari. And the years of the life of Levi were 137. And the sons of Gishon, Libni, and Shimei according to their clans, and the sons of Kahath, Amram, and Yitshar, and Habron, and Uzael, and the years of the life of Kehath were one hundred and thirty-three. And the sons of Merari, Mahali, and Mushi, these are the clans of Levi according to their generations. And Amram took for himself Yochabed, his father's sister, as a wife, and she bore him Aaron and Moshe. And the years of the life of Amram were one hundred and thirty-seven. And the sons of Yitshar and Korah and Napheg and Zikri and the sons of Uzael, Mishael and Altsaphan and Serthi. Aaron took to himself Elisheba, daughter of Amenadab, sister of Nahashan, as a wife. And she bore him Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Elethamar, and the sons of Korah, Isser. Elkanah and Abishath, these are the clans of the Korhites. And Eleazar, Aaron's son, took for himself one of the daughters of Putiel, his wife, and she bore him Phinehas. These are the heads of the fathers of the Levites according to their clans. This is Aaron and Moshe, to whom Jehovah said, Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Mitzrayim according to their divisions. They were the ones who spoke to Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim, to bring out the children of Israel from Mitzrayim. This is Moshe and Aaron. And it came to be, on the day when Jehovah spoke to Moshe in the land of Mitzrayim, that Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, I am Jehovah. Speak to Pharaoh, sovereign of Mitzrayim, all that I say to you. And Moshe said before Jehovah, See, I am of uncircumcised lips, and why would Pharaoh listen to me? So Jehovah said to Moshe, See, I have made you an Elohim to Pharaoh, and Aaron your brother is your Nabi, that is to say, prophet. So please note, Moses is very insecure about the fact that he has very bad speech, or a stutter, as some may interpret it. And God's encouraging him, saying, don't worry, I have made you a god in the eyes of Pharaoh. Not only that, your brother Aaron will be your prophet, your Nabi. In other words, he will, you will be like the god to Pharaoh, and Aaron will be like the prophet who speaks on behalf of the god. That's the analogy that God is using. You shall speak all that I command you, and Aaron, your brother, shall speak to Pharaoh to let the children of Israel go out of this land. But I am going to harden the heart of Pharaoh and shall increase my signs and my wonders in the land of Mitzrayim. 
and Pharaoh is not going to listen to you, and I shall lay my hand on Mitzrim and bring my divisions and my people, the children of Israel, out of the land of Mitzrim by great judgments. And the Mitzrites shall know that I am Jehovah when I stretch out my hand on Mitzrim, and I shall bring the children of Israel out from among them. So please note, once again, the hardening of Pharaoh's heart is part of the judgment. The judgment was already due for how they have enslaved God's people. Not only that, part of the purpose of all this is so the Egyptians will know that Jehovah is the one true God, and all these false gods that they worship are not. Verse 6. And Moshe and Aaron did as Jehovah commanded them. So they did. Now Moshe was 80 years old and Aaron 83 years old when they spoke to Pharaoh. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe and to Aaron, saying, When Pharaoh speaks to you, saying, Show a miracle for yourselves. Then you shall say to Aaron, Take your rod and throw it before Pharaoh, and let it become a serpent. So Moshe and Aaron went to Pharaoh, and they did so as Jehovah commanded. And Aaron threw his rod before Pharaoh and before his servants, and it became a serpent. But Pharaoh also called the wise men and the practitioners of witchcraft. And they, the magicians of Mitzrayim, also did so with their magic. And they, each one, threw down his rod and it became serpents. But the rod of Aaron swallowed up their rods. Please note, this is not to be overlooked or to be brushed to the side or to be just glazed over. According to the scriptures, the men of witchcraft, the magicians, the practitioners of evil magic, were able to replicate the rod turning to a serpent, which means that they were possessing these demonic and wicked powers. This is something that was really alive in Egypt at that time, but I would argue that it's alive in the world today and becoming more so than it, than it has since maybe this time. These things are real and they're not to be um, discarded. If you haven't listened to my podcast interview with Russ Dizdar, go to the YouTube channel and search for it. Um, these things, these things are very much real and um, when the scriptures say that the magicians replicated it, I take that literally. They, I think, I believe they literally replicated it. But it's important to note what happened. Aaron's rod swallowed their rods. What's the picture there? There's one real God. There's one true God, and the little gods are. Nothing compared to the one true God, right? Like, <laughs> the, the rod of God just swallows theirs. Continuing on. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not listen to them as Jehovah had said. And Jehovah said to Moshe, The heart of Pharaoh is hard, and he refuses to let the people go. Go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes out to the water, and you shall stand by the river's bank to meet him. And take in your hand the rod which was turned into a serpent. And you shall say to him, Jehovah the Elohim of the Ivrim, that is to say the Hebrews, 
has sent me to you, saying, Let my people go, so that they may serve me in the wilderness. But see, until now you have not listened. Thus said Jehovah, By this you shall know that I am Jehovah. See, I am striking the water which are in the river with the rod that is in my hand, and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish of the river shall die, and the river shall stink, and the Mitzrites shall find it impossible to drink the water of the river. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, say, To Aaron, take your rod and stretch out your hand over the waters of Mitzrayim, over their streams and over their rivers and over their ponds and over all their pools of water, that they may become blood. And there shall be blood in all the land of Mitzrayim, both in the wooden and in the stone containers. And Moshe and Aaron did as Jehovah commanded, and he lifted up the rod and he struck the waters with where the, that were in the river. In the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of the servants, and all the water that were in the river were turned to blood. And the fish that were in the river died, and the river stank, and the Mitzrayim were unable to drink the water of the river, and the blood was in the land of Mitzrayim. And the magicians of Mitzrayim did the same with their magic. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not listen to them, as Jehovah had said. And Pharaoh turned, and he went into the house, and his heart was not moved by either. And all the Mitzrayim dug all around the river for the water to drink, for they were unable to drink the water of the river. And seven days were completed after Jehovah had struck the river. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, Go to Pharaoh, and say to him, Thus said Jehovah, Let my people go, so that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, see, I am smiting all of your border with frogs. And the river shall swarm with frogs, which shall go up and come into your house, and into your bedroom, and on your bed and into the houses of your servants, and on your people, and into the ovens, and into your kneading bowls, and the frogs shall come up on you and your people, and on all your servants. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause the frogs to come up on the land of Mitzrayim. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Mitzrayim, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Mitzrayim. The magicians did so with their magic and brought up frogs on the land of Mitzrayim. Pharaoh then called for Moshe and Aaron and said, Pray to Jehovah to take away the frogs from me and from my people, and I shall let the people go to slaughter to Jehovah. And Moshe said to Pharaoh, Explain yourself to me. When I am pray for you and for your servants and for your people to destroy the frogs from you and from your houses and remain only in the river, so he said, Tomorrow, and he said, Let it be according to your words, so that you know that there is no one like Jehovah our Elohim. And the frogs shall turn aside from you and your houses, and from your servants, and from your people. They shall remain in the river only. And Moshe and Aaron went out from Pharaoh, and Moshe, and cried out to Jehovah concerning the frogs which he had brought against Pharaoh. And Jehovah did according to the word of Moshe, and the frogs died out from the houses and all the courtyards and out of the fields. And they gathered them together in heaps, and in the land stank. And Pharaoh saw that there was relief, and he hardened his heart, and he did not listen to them as Jehovah had said. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Say to Aaron, Stretch out your rod and strike the dust of the land, so it becomes gnats in the land of Mitzrayim. And they did so, and Aaron stretched out his hand and with his rod, and he struck the dust of the earth, and it became gnats on man and beast. 
And all the dust of the land became gnats in all the land of Mitzrayim. And the magicians did similarly with their magic to bring forth gnats, but they were unable. And there were gnats on man and beast. The magicians then said to Pharaoh, This is the finger of Elohim. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not listen to them as Jehovah had said. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh as he comes out to the water, and say to him, Thus said Jehovah, Let my people go, so that they may serve me. Or else, if you do not let my people go, see, I am sending swarms of flies on you and your servants, and on your people, and into your houses, and the house of Mitzrayim shall be filled with swarms of flies, and also the ground on which they stand. And in that day I shall separate the land of Goshen, in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, so that you know that I am Jehovah in the land, in the midst of the land. Please note. Now God's saying, to further demonstrate to you who's really in control, I'm going to distinguish judgment between you and my people. Even though you're living in the same area, the plague will affect you and your servants and your people, but it won't affect the Hebrews. I think it's important to remember that truth. The Apostle Peter says this in 2 Peter 2, 9. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust into the day of judgment to be punished. God, because he is God, he's able to separate and distinguish those judgments. He can bring judgment on the whole world right now and preserve you. Preserve me. Preserve those. Preserve the remnant that is trusted in him continuing on and I shall put a distinction between my people and your people tomorrow the sign shall be and Jehovah did so and thick swarms of flies came into the house of Pharaoh and into his servants house and into all the land of Mizraim and the land was ruined because of the swarm of flies Pharaoh then called for Moshe and Aaron and said go slaughter to you Elohim in the land and Moshe said it is not right to do so for we would be slaughtering an abomination of the Mitzrites to Jehovah our Elohim see if we slaughter the abomination of the Mitzrites before their eyes would they not stone us let us go three days journey into the wilderness then we shall slaughter to Jehovah our Elohim as he commands us and Pharaoh said I am letting you go then you shall slaughter to Jehovah your Elohim in the wilderness only do not go very far away pray for me and Moshe said, See, when I leave you, I shall pray to Jehovah, and tomorrow the swarms of flies shall depart from Pharaoh, and from his servants, and from his people. But do not let Pharaoh again deceive, not to let the people go to slaughter to Jehovah. And Moshe went out from Pharaoh, and he prayed to Jehovah, and Jehovah did according to the word of Moshe. And he removed the swarm of flies from Pharaoh, from his servants, and from the people. Not one remained. But Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time too and did not let the people go. Chapter 9 And Jehovah said to Moshe, Go into Pharaoh and speak to him. Thus said Jehovah Elohim of the Ivrim, that is to say the Hebrews, Let my people go so that they serve me. 
For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them, see, the hand of Jehovah is on your livestock in the field and on the horses and on the donkeys and on the camels and on the cattle and on the sheep, a very grievous pestilence. And Jehovah shall separate between the livestock of Yisrael and the livestock of the midstream. And let no matter die of all that belongs to the children of Yisrael. And Jehovah made an appointed time, saying, Tomorrow Jehovah is going to do this word in the land. And Jehovah did his word on the next day. And all the livestock of Midstream died. But the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Then Pharaoh sent, and see, not even one of the livestock of the Israelites was dead. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the people go. And Jehovah said to Moshe, And Aaron, fill your hands with ashes from the furnace, and let Moshe scatter it towards the Shemayim, that is to say the heavens, before the eyes of Pharaoh. And it shall become fine dust in all the land of Mitzrayim, and it shall cause the boils that break out in sores on man and beast in all the land of Mitzrayim. So they took ashes from the furnace, and stood before Pharaoh and Moshe, and scattered them towards the Shemayim. And they caused boils breaking out and sores on man and beast. And the magicians were unable to stand before Moshe because of the boils, for the boils were on the magicians and on all the Mistrites. But Jehovah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not listen to them, as Jehovah had said to Moshe. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus said Jehovah Elohim of the Ivrim. Let my people go, so that they may serve me. For at this time I am sending all my plagues into your heart, and on your servants, and on your people, so that you know that there is no one like me in all the earth. Now, if I had stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, then you would have been cut off from the earth. And for this reason I have raised you up, in order to show you my power, and in order to declare my name in all the earth. You still exalt yourself against my people, and that you do not let them go. See, tomorrow about this time I am causing a very heavy hail to rain down such as not been in Mitzrayim, from the day of its founding until now. And now send, bring your livestock to safety, and all that you have in the field, for the hail shall come down on every man and every beast which is found in the field and is not brought home, and they shall die. Those among the servants of Pharaoh who revered the word of Jehovah made their servants and livestock flee into the houses. But those who did not lay their heart on the word of Jehovah left their servants and livestock in the field. Then Jehovah said to Moshe, Stretch out your hand towards the Shemayim and let there be hail in all the land of Mitzrayim, on man and on beast and on every plant of the field throughout the land of Mitzrayim. Then Moshe stretched out his rod towards the Shemayim, and Jehovah sent thunder and hail and fire came down to the earth. And Jehovah rained hail on the land of Midstream. Thus there came to be hail and fire flashing continually in the midst of the hail, very heavy, such as not been seen in all the land of Midstream since it became a nation. And the hail smote in all the land of Misraim, all that was in the field, both man and beast. And the hail smote every plant of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail. 
Pharaoh then sent and called for Moshe and Aaron, and he said that they might have sinned this time. Jehovah is righteous, and my people and I are wicked. Pray to Jehovah, for there has been enough of the thunder and hail of Elohim, and I am letting you go so that you stay no longer. And Moshe said to him, As soon as I go out of the city, let me spread out my hands to Jehovah. Let the thunder cease and the hail be no more, so that you know that the earth belongs to Jehovah. But as for you and your servants, I know that you do not fear before Jehovah Elohim. And the flax and the barley were smitten, for the barley was in the head and the flax was a bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not smitten, for they were late crops. And Moshe went out of the city from Pharaoh, and he spread his hands to Jehovah, and the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain was not poured on the earth. And Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased. Yet he sinned again, and he hardened his heart, he and his servants. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he did not let the children of Israel go, as Jehovah had said through Moshe. And that, my friends, is the end of this week's Torah portion. I pray that you've been strengthened and blessed. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you're being blessed and fed and strengthened through this word, please consider supporting the podcast by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. There's a donate and support tab at the top. This broadcast is 100% listener supported. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.